You're listening to DNA Info's Upper West Side podcast, which delves deeper into the lives and experiences of Upper West Siders. I'm Emily Frost. I'm talking with Upper West Siders Vicki Feltman and Natalia Marukver, who started their own nutrition company aimed at busy families and are both parents to young children in the neighborhood. So Natalia, how long have you lived here? And tell us about your family structure and your life here on the Upper West Side. It's been, I guess, what, 18 years? It was different before they were before we had kids, but the neighborhood still has the same spirit. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the parks really make a big difference. I found solace in them even before I had kids and really felt like I couldn't leave the neighborhood. Somebody once said to me, you're a lifer, and I think I really am. And you have two kids now. Uh, one's five and a oh, half, mm-hmm. and one's 21 months. Two yeah. girls. Well, I wanted to ask you about your experiences in the neighborhood without kids versus with kids. How did you see it differently? I used to really resent people plowing me down on the sidewalk with their strollers and now I'm one of those people. (laughs) Fairway has definitely become a place I will only only ever go to without a stroller or without a kid actually because it's just too intense and I can't handle the stress. Just like the tight corners and everything. It's not even, the corners are the best part of it. It's the people and the old ladies with their walkers. I can't compete with them. And yes, it's very, very tight in there. Whole Foods, on the other hand, is definitely very parent-friendly. And The one on 96th Street? Or yes, 97? yes. Uh-huh. Thank you for clarifying. Not the one at Columbus Circle at all. The thing is, when I lived here in the 90s and well into the 2000s, I was living in the 70s. And that was more of, and it's still to a certain extent is more of a kind of going out neighborhood. It's closer Mm -hmm. to Midtown. It attracts more tourists. It's less family focused and family friendly. After we had our first child, we were living up on 100th and Broadway. And I think that the comparison between, there's, there's definitely good reason for comparison between the two neighborhoods, even though they're both Upper West Side, they're both very different Upper West Sides. Mm-hmm. And the 90s and the 100s on the Upper West Side, I feel, especially with the addition of Whole Foods six years ago, five or six years ago, really is very family friendly. It's almost like a little mall and mm-hmm. there's a park. There are so many playgrounds. I think the playground density up there is much higher than it is down in the seventies. We just have like one or two to choose from. The seventies were back then and still now I think better for younger people and I think as you get older I definitely miss the the high nineties. It's sort of like a family enclave feeling? I think so. I think it's more local. To me it feels like the streets get wider as you go higher up. The big buildings that have gone up there in the last decade, the ones that have the Whole Foods and and, um, Michaels and all those... they're just family friendly in a way because they're they're bigger stores, they're big box stores, they have elevators and they're just more amenable and they even have playgrounds behind them so it just feels like there are more classes up there, there's swim gym, there um, is discovery programs, it just feels like in the 70s you're just closer to the cultural mecca but not so much targeted to kids and families. Vicki, what about you? How did you end up on the Upper West Side? My husband and I were living in the West Village, and when I became pregnant 
with our first child, we started looking downtown, but also up here. And I think we just fell in love with the neighborhood and the green Natalia mentioned before. And we ended up on 86 between Weston and Riverside. Riverside Park really kind of became our backyard. We have been here now since 2000, the spring of 2011. So right before I had my first and we now have a four and a half year old, a two year old and one on the way. Congratulations. Thank you. What is it about Riverside Park? Well, there are a number of fantastic playgrounds, but there's also the promenade. It feels a little bit more neighborhoody than Central Park, where you get a lot of tourists. I think it's patches of the park. Right. <clears throat> I think certainly where we are in the park patches. feels that way, and the lower park playgrounds. There's a new playground by us called the Adventure Playground. It's pretty big, and it's new, and it feels fairly sparsely populated at this point. But if you go down to the, I think the Heckscher, is that how you pronounce Mm -hmm. it, the Mm -hmm. Heckscher Playground, that is all populated by tourists for the most part, and that makes sense because the rink is there and the the carousel's there and the backdrop of the city, you feel like you're almost like in Midtown and Central Park as you go higher up, and that's probably one of the things I miss about being closer to the Rudin playground or even the Mariners playground, it just feels like it's just locals who cross the street to go there. And the park itself feels more sparse and less populated by visitors who, of course, I don't oppose because they support our economy, but we live so close to 72nd Street and the whole whatever the bus... Hop on, hop Yeah. The the Dakota... Right. Yeah. Strawberry field. Right. Yeah, so it's exiting the park at 72nd Street definitely is more of a pinch point. Does that description of the 70s versus the 80s, 90s, and the 100s ring true to you as I think that, further north more family friendly? You know, I have no point of comparison really because we've always lived in the 80s, but I think the 80s are pretty family friendly. You know, it's funny, I was walking with a friend this morning and she lives on 96 and Central Park West. And we were down by Barnes and Noble, and she said, "I love your neighborhood." And it was so funny because you know you don't think of the Upper West Side as being all these different neighborhoods, but I guess there are pockets. And I do think the '80s is pretty family friendly. There's the Children's Museum, and there's Kidville and New York Kids Club, so a lot of kid-focused businesses for sure. I, I breathe a deep sigh of relief after I go past 79th Street into the '80s. It feels like. Okay, things are calming down a little bit up here. Of course, when the school's let out, it's a different situation. Yeah. The streets are just flooded with kids, but the 80s do feel a little bit more local. That said, I always prefer Columbus to Amsterdam or Broadway because, again, Columbus feels like a more local street versus walking down Broadway or Amsterdam. It just feels a little bit more busy, more trucks, more noise, more people. Mm-hmm. So the quieter route is Columbus or Central Park West. I also think we are on West End, and West End, you know, is a very residential avenue. Um, it's kind of creates this barrier, and I think just the Upper West Side is one of the few places where you can be so close to Broadway and the subway and commerce, you know, major points of commerce, and yet still have be in a very residential neighborhood. So people always refer to the Upper West Side as family friendly. Does that ring true to you? Do you think it really beats out other Manhattan neighborhoods? I I think that the city is changing, right? So more and more families are choosing to stay Greenwich Village and Chelsea and other areas downtown. But I do think that, but I think having kids, it feels very 
family friendly and kid friendly. And local. Yeah. And people tend to stay for a long time and you see the same faces on the streets, which makes it comfortable. And there are a lot of kids here, a lot of strollers, which again, I, I really had trouble with when I was a single person. And now I really, really have grown to appreciate yeah, I think I think just the exposure to both parks, the the river, and all the activities that you have in the summertime on the pier, which was a really great addition. I don't know, fifteen years ago. Are you talking about Pier I? Yeah, yeah. Pier I, mm-hmm. the cafes. Park. Mm-hmm. It just feels like the city has made a great effort to invest in making the Upper West Side as family friendly as possible. There's the children's zoo that's easily accessible, and the carousel, and all the parks. There's natural the, history museum. The natural history museum. The free tennis lessons um, in the 90s also in Central Park all the Riverside Park camps it just it's it's pretty easy being here and you never feel like you're traveling too far to get your kids places as well as um, just being off the red line the one two three anything on that line I'm always like I'm willing to travel on that line (laughs) if you want me to get off that line that's a problem because the trains come frequently and it's pretty reliable pretty reliable I think also, just more people are staying in the city, right? More mm-hmm. families are staying here. The schools have gotten better up here. There's definitely, I think even probably in the past 15 years, it's the neighborhood has changed. There's always this debate. Are mm-hmm. people leaving for the suburbs or are they staying? And people make arguments for both. In your experience, what have you seen with families? I have a number of friends who have moved to the suburbs. I think three kids can sometimes be the tipping point. I do think that most of my friends have decided to stay and raise children in the city I don't know that I have any friends who've left Mm -hmm. and so many of my friends now are friends that I made over the first like year or two of my older daughter's life and they're all here so do you think the decision making point is whether you get into the school that you want to or not for kindergarten I think for some people it is I think some people it comes down to kindergarten or that's also just you don't want to uproot your kids as they get older so it's a good time to move but I do think that for some families they are you know they have their even they have their second and they've kind of always seen themselves moving to moving out of the city Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of people talk about moving out after they have two children of different sexes if they're living in a smaller apartment because over and over again and I have two daughters so I I don't really know what this is like but they talk about how um, as the children get older it would be more and more difficult for them to share a room if they were a boy and a girl coming from Ukraine I'm I think plenty of kids grew up there sharing less than a room but I guess that makes sense a lot of people want to stay in the city, so you're willing to make compromises, right? So either your kids are sharing a room or you're in a, you know, living in a smaller space than you would like. You're forfeiting outdoor space. I mean, but it's all, I think, worth it in the end. We talked about some of the amazing resources on the Upper West Side, but what are the parts of living in the neighborhood and in the city generally that are hard, that are just tough? poop everywhere and pee everywhere all kinds I mean it's really um on our block it's not just dog poop we have a couple of churches so it's quite um it's interesting walking down the street at times the pigeons the noise pollution there's Mm -hmm. so much noise pollution as I said walking down or up Amsterdam Avenue 
I can't even hear my daughter speaking to me. I feel like it becomes an extra strain because she's trying to tell me something after school and I honestly cannot hear her unless she's yelling at me. Sensory overload at times, Mm -hmm. uh, especially around the holidays when everybody's bustling around and in their own worlds. But at the same time, we also have these fabulous lulls when people go away and the summertime in the city, which at times can be unpleasant because it's hot, but is really quite beautiful. And we do have the parks and there are all these um, wonderful free pools like Lasker and there's a pool up on a hundredth and Amsterdam and the Frederick Douglass Park that we love. I really appreciate the, the different resources and the rhythms, but it can be very challenging. Yeah, what do you think, Vicky? I would think just from an economic standpoint, I mean, it's very, it's a very expensive place to live, and certainly uh, space is at a premium. You're exposing your children to a lot of wonderful things and different cultures and different types of people, but at the same time, there's, you know, this great economic disparity uh, that I think you have to address at some point with your children. Mm-hmm. We were walking, my five-year-old and I were walking to the dentist yesterday around 60th Street where this beautiful luxury new building has gone up and it looked quite fancy. And I said, look, there's new uh, new apartments going up and they're finally open and look, there's a gym on the main floor. And my daughter said, oh, great, then they can give all the homeless people a place mm-hmm. to live. And I didn't want to start talking about the poor door or any kind of, but I said, I don't, I don't actually think that these buildings are targeting those people. Well, why not? Those people need a place to live. And unfortunately, the Upper West Side's less and less that. So it sounds like city kids have to grow up faster. They're definitely exposed. They're not, They're not growing up in sheltered. bubbles. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. That it gives you op- teaching opportunities and conversations. And, and if they feel that they're inequities, then they can fix them if they get older. For new parents or people who are thinking about starting families and moving to the Upper West Side, what, what tips do you have? What do you wish that you had known? So something that a friend of mine said to me when I had my first child was don't sign up for any classes, but do trials of everything and figure out what you like because it's really more for you than it is for the child at that point. And I think that was good advice because there are so many different options on the Upper West Side that you really can test everything out before committing. The other thing is there's some great moms groups and first-time mom groups on the Upper West Side. I found that to be really helpful. That's how Vicki and I met through a meetup group called First Time Upper West Side Moms, which has like 5,000 members now. That's an incredible resource because it kind of combines so many different components. Uh, you can just observe and read your daily digest and see what other p- parents are dealing with and just kind of absorb that by osmosis. But you could also ask questions usually with little judgment unless you're talking about vaccinations and uh, a couple of other things that are really hot button topics that usually get shot down pretty quickly but you can meet other people there are all these small and large get-togethers there are free class trials you can ask about classes before signing up you can find out about schools and child care providers and daycare great Resources And it really shrinks, shrinks the neighborhood to a really manageable size. So at the beginning, really what you need is what you need is socialization. The baby really doesn't need any extra socialization. 
So you kind of have to figure out who you feel comfortable with, and usually those will be the people you'll spend most time with anyway. I was going to ask you how parents find community on the Upper West Side. Outside of school and preschool mm-hmm. communities, mm-hmm. how do you how do you make friends? How do you find your community? I used to take community. I used to take my older daughter to Elliot's gymnastics, which was great because Elliot um, was always available to to kind of give advice and steer and was very opinionated about um, child rearing, which actually was educating the parents. So that was helpful, but then also meeting people who were there with their six-month-olds, just hanging out with them and seeing if, you know, if you clicked and if your kids hung out nicely together and then continuing that. But other classes as well and, and just trying new things and talking to people in the park or the bumping strollers <laughs> in the grocery store. I oh. think the nice thing about having a child is that you have this common bond with people and you meet other moms who are in the same boat at the, like Natalia said, at the grocery store, the playground, and you instantly form this connection and then, uh, you know, it's a walking city, so you might go get a cup of coffee after the playground or because people often live in small spaces, you know, you're out and about more, so meeting up at different museums or in the park. I think there's a lot of opportunity to socialize. And, and it is a small village, and you do see the same faces over and over again. Each 10 to 15 block radius kind of has its own folks that kind of go to the same places over and over again. So you see them at the same playgrounds, at the same grocery store, and after a while, oftentimes you'll say hello and your kids become familiar with each other and yes playgrounds are amazing social spaces well you guys met and then you started a company together apple to zucchini back in 2012 yes Mm -hmm. exactly i have a master's in food studies and vicky has a master's in nutrition and we met on the upper west side moms listserv because we were talking about milk and dairy products and hormones and antibiotics and what was good and what wasn't good and which coffee chains were serving better quality milk or worse quality milk and it became a big conversation about what to feed our kids we felt that there was so much misinformation and so many questions that we decided to start running seminars to explain it and talk about our experiences feeding our children and what we learned in school and through reading and continuing to research the subject. We decided to start this company. We do uh, individual consultations. We're still doing seminars for mothers groups. We do wellness makeovers for families that feel like, well, you know, we really want to cook at home, but we're not quite sure how to stock our pantry and how to do things efficiently. Maybe there's not a culture of cooking or I don't know which ingredient is better. Should I be getting free-range chicken or organic chicken or organic milk or what's Mm ultra-pasteurized? So for those families, we can come into their home and look at what their living situation is and also try to understand what their goals are and really kind of create a custom program or approach for them. But I would say how we differentiate ourselves is that we focus on in-person workshops and seminars, consultations. We really like to meet the people we're working with. We've done a bunch of webinars, and we find those challenging and, quite honestly, not as much fun 
and you know we say moms groups it always ends up being moms but we really welcome dads and we think dads and the entire the entire family should be involved in eating decisions it just happens to be often moms are the ones who are doing the shopping and doing the cooking and doing the meal planning but our goal and our wish is that everyone participate including the kids so we can even do kids cooking workshop. I think also just helping families simplify mealtime and not making three separate meals for different kids and for themselves and encouraging families really to to make to make mealtimes pleasurable and commensal. It does require time and investment and we are also practical and understand that people can't come home at five or six o'clock and everybody can't eat together, but we try to at least encourage families to opt for one or two weekend meals together where they can kind of learn, relearn the basics of eating mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And also just helping them come up with tools and strategies that work for their family and their family's needs. What are some things looking back over the past three years that have been hard about owning your own business? I think just finding time. I think having both of us have very young children and don't have tons of childcare, and that's been a choice, but at the same time finding the time. And I think every mom, whether she works part-time or full-time, really struggles with that life-work balance. It's not just the workshops, but it's the work that you have to do leading up to the prep, the prep work. And honestly, just marketing and promoting ourselves. Um, We hired an intern about a year into our business, and our intern went on to write a book. But she's single, and she doesn't have kids, and she had the time and and the desire and the ambition. We have that desire and ambition, but we just don't have the time because it's always a trade-off. You leave Mm -hmm. your child, and your child is crying because even though she likes the babysitter, she'd rather be with mom. And to be honest, I'd rather have her be with me as well keeping in mind that the kids are not going to be this young forever and then it does go by fast and we will have time to pursue this later I think helps Uh, but it can be challenging because there are a lot of different things we want to be doing there's certain decisions that we make we could be ordering dinner in every night and serving you know frozen Trader Joe's food which nothing's wrong with that but Um, then we'd have a lot more time. A question we frequently get is, why walk in the door at 5 o'clock with my kids and it's really hard to get dinner on the table? So planning out a week's worth of meals in advance and doing a lot. I like to go to the grocery store, but doing as much shopping online as possible through Fresh Direct or another online service, and then supplementing with trips to Whole Foods or to local markets every choice has consequences and while we want to grow the business and want to do more consultations with other families and talk to more parents about how to feed their children we also realize that we have to stay home and feed our own kids and both of our husbands work pretty long hours and while they're both probably quite facile in the kitchen and enjoy making certain meals time-wise it's just not possible So in order to make home-cooked meals, it does take time. I see a lot of delivery bikes, and there are a lot of takeout-oriented places. Do you think the Upper West Side is still pretty eat-out-focused, or are more people trying to cook and 
eat at home. I think that one of the challenges that a lot of New York parents have when they have children is that they are accustomed to ordering in and that they haven't done a lot of shopping because although it is an expensive city, it's almost more affordable if there are only two of you to order in than it is to cook everything from scratch. When you have children, there is this interest in preparing meals and really feeding your kids healthy home-cooked foods. I, I think there's a little bit of both. I think a lot of families are still not eating as a family, so maybe the they're preparing quote-unquote kid foods for the kids, and then their and then couple is eating out. dinner. We've heard, we've heard that a lot, yeah. actually. I steamed some, some peas and corn and chicken for my two-year-old, and then my husband comes in and we order Chinese. It is really tough. I mean, with time constraints and just work hours and expectations, people also, when they cook, they get really offended when their kids throw the food down and say they don't want to eat it, and they're all invested, and it can become really stressful, so it's easier almost at times to just give them you know, like chicken nuggets and french fries. But yeah, it seems like a lot of families are interested in in cooking, especially after the kids come around. And um, there's also the limitation of small kitchens. I'm sure you've seen the seamless web ads, which drive me nuts. I can't stand those ads. They're all anti-cooking. They're Mm -hmm. all (laughs) anti-cooking. And I hope there's going to be a backlash against that at some point. I'm seeing a lot of salad places, juice bars. (sighs) Amsterdam Avenue. Do you think there's more interest in health? I do. I think, well, some of these things I think are trends. There were tons of frozen yogurt places on Amsterdam Avenue, and I think 90% of them have been shuttered at this point. And certainly I think the juice bar thing is a little bit of a fad. I think some of them will stick around, but I don't know that they will all be able to stay in business. But I think the... I don't think the salad thing is necessarily a bad thing. I think if it anything that gets people eating fresh, um, you know, wholesome ingredients is probably a net positive. What is it about Amsterdam Avenue and fads? <laughs> I don't get it. What are your hopes and, and fears for the neighborhood looking forward? All the empty storefronts really need right. to get filled. Uh, mm-hmm. Talking about takeout and delivery food services if you go downtown you have so much more choice about i mean healthy delicious smaller you know production places there they just can't seem to survive on the upper west side it's just so sad because within the last couple of years several of my favorite affordable restaurants that we really loved closed down cafe con leche and then um, uh, right before that was Harry's Burritos, which we had been going to for over a decade, and just now Ocean Grill. And, mm. and it's just all of the, the, the really great places that really define the neighborhood are disappearing, and I don't really believe that Dwayne Reed and Banks are going to take over their spaces, but if you look on Columbus Avenue, even the fancy um, clothing shops can't seem to stay open. So there's got to be a bubble burst somewhere. I am okay with Columbus Avenue being the Madison Avenue of the Upper West Side, but where are all the smaller businesses that really feed the neighborhood going? I know Amsterdam Avenue has a few new restaurants that have just opened that you covered. Mm-hmm. 
So hopefully those will fill in some gaps. But there's every day I walk by and there's several other places that have shut down or are leaving. So it just seems like there's a mass exodus. And I don't know when the landlords are going to get the notice. Right. And not just restaurants, but a lot of small businesses. It's mm-hmm. just it's very sad to see them go. And then also to walk by... I was on Columbus in the 80s earlier today, and there's just blocks of empty storefronts. It's very depressing. And when you talk to restaurant owners who've had um, their restaurants open for many years, I spoke to the owner of High Life. I love that place. I think it's one of the most kid-friendly places. They make the best fries, and I've been going there forever. And I, I talked to the guy who owns it, and he was. And I said, well, I said, we worry sometimes when we walk past here that one day you guys just won't be here. I feel like I'm a PTSD victim just walking past some of these restaurants because I never know what's going to be gone the next day. Ocean Grill blew us away, by the way. It's just devastating, um, and I'll never get over it. But uh, <laughs> but um, I asked him, and I said, when is your lease up? And he said, in seven years. And by the way, he's like, our rent has gone up so much. And I believe that when the lease is up in seven years, there's no way we're going to be able to afford it. And it sounds like people should, should vote with their feet. Yes. Yeah. Well, I really enjoyed talking to you guys. We enjoy talking to you, too. And um, you. if people want to check out your site, it's... Um... Apple2Zucchini.com. Great. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We want to hear your thoughts on raising a family on the Upper West Side and getting dinner on the table every night. You can talk with your Upper West Side neighbors and with me on our new site, Neighborhood Square, at neighborhoodsquare.com. And you can email me at efrost at dnainfo.com. You can also join the conversation and send us tips and questions on our Upper West Side DNA Info Facebook page.